You're listening to Zen Sandwich, a podcast for the independent mind and anyone who embraces life despite its absurdities. Join former attorney and professor turned Japanese papermaker Mark Reed each week as he talks with creative, inspiring, and influential people, or as he shares his own research to help make your world a little better today than it was yesterday. Hey, here we are. Uh, before I begin, I would like to give a shout out to the newest Zen Sandwich supporter on Patreon. Actually, she's going to get a bilingual shout out. All right, I'm going to try at least. Uh, so thank you in English, Rosemary Gill. Y en español, gracias, Rosemary Gill. Oh, my pronunciation is terrible these days. Anyway, I am uh, so delighted to have an entrepreneur back on the show. It's been a while, but... Professor Pete Alexander is so much more than an entrepreneur. Yes, he is the president of Office Plants by Everything Grows, but he also helps folks deal with their stress more effectively through Lighten. That's a, a trademark name, Lighten Stress Management Model that he developed. He's also an author of an international best-selling book, Lighten Your Day, Fast, Easy, and Effective Stress Relief for When Shit Happens is the full title, I believe. The, the book is almost more like a reference guide to keep handy with you at all times. There are hundreds of fast, effective tips designed to be used in the present moment. And the book is organized around a variety of areas of life. So for example, if you're stressed about hitting your sales quota, you'd take a look at the livelihood or time chapter. Or if you're anxious about your next doctor's appointment, you go to health or genius chapter. Meeting your in-laws, flip over to the network chapter. It's a really cool idea. Uh, Professor Pete? is also a professor and educator. He's an adjunct professor for Antioch uh, University. I'm honored he was willing to spend some time with us today. He joins me now from Port Ludlow, Washington. Welcome, Professor Pete. Well, Mark, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. And uh, I really appreciate your time and uh, the time of your listeners. Well, let's, uh, let's get started here with, uh, with health. Uh, in many places on podcasts and in your book, you, you say, Without your health, nothing else matters. And you've been open about a dysfunctional childhood, rocky relationships, divorce, suicidal family members. And you kind of had to learn the hard way that without your health, nothing else matters, right? You, back in 2008, you were diagnosed with stress-related diabetes. What, what happened? That's correct. So basically back then, um, it was interesting. Uh, I had um, a perfect storm of stressful activities happening. Uh, um, I was running the business, the landscaping business. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't have a business partner at that time. So everything was on me. Uh, so I had to manage all aspects of it. I um, was, uh, I had my dad who was, uh, had recently been put into hospice and he needed his affairs to be taken care of. And those were complete disarray. Um, my mom, who lived separately, she uh, had major hip surgery and didn't have enough um, medical coverage for the uh, uh, physical therapy after, so she needed extra help. Um, my kids were small at that time, and wow. they wanted my attention. And um, oh, and uh, not surprisingly, my, um, my marriage was uh, heading for a divorce. As you can imagine, Pete's stress levels were through the roof and would pretty much be overwhelming for any reasonable person. 
To make matters worse, this all took a toll on his physical health as well. I started losing weight and I lost uh, 30 pounds in 30 days. Now I was wow. in my, yeah, I was in my mid forties at that time. And it was interesting because, you know, I hadn't lost weight since my, you know, early twenties. And at first I thought it was fantastic because I wasn't <laughs> dieting. I was, I was doing my regular exercise and the weight just kept on coming off. And, um, So then after the 30th pound came off, I thought, mm, I better get this checked out. And sure enough, blood work came back and doctors told me that uh, I got stress-induced diabetes. A diagnosis for diabetes would generally stop most of us in our tracks, give us pause to reconsider our lifestyle choices, be that diet or stress levels. But not so, not yet, for Professor Pete. I did like what any type A entrepreneur would have done. It was basically, I don't have time to deal with this. I just need to keep burning the candle at both ends. <laughs> and, right. and so I kept on plugging away. Um, and I did that for another 10 years until I ended up in the emergency room with a severe case of diabetic ketoacidosis. Wow. And um, for your listeners who don't know what that is, uh, basically my body was eating itself alive because of my stress. Wow. And even then, at that point, uh, I, I was you know, running uh, the landscaping business and I was working full time. One of my old bosses had talked me into coming back um, to his, the company he had uh, went to work for. Um, and I was reporting to this micromanager. And so when I got this diabetic ketoacidosis, I was in the emergency room. The doctors told me I was one hour from being comatose. And then they transferred me for the first time in my life to ICU. And I was in ICU for three days. Okay, surely, surely that is the wake-up call Pete needed. A trip to the ICU. If the diabetes diagnosis didn't do it before, This would certainly be the catalyst most of us would need, right? And on my second day in ICU, my micromanagement boss at the time texts me at 6 a.m. While you're and, in you the know, ICU. My, and, and, and she, you know, she knew that I was in the hospital. Wow. And she says, you have a webinar you need to run at eight o'clock. What are you going to do about it? That's what she said on this text, right? And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, oh crap, I got to take care of that. And so I went into fix it mode, as you can imagine. And I pushed the boundaries of my phone at that time. And as I'm pushing the boundaries of that, uh, the nurse on, uh, on call at that point, they were checking my blood every hour. And she goes and she checks my blood. Now, when I was admitted to the hospital, my blood sugars were so high that the uh, hospital glucometers could not read them. They just said high. They estimated, the lab, the, the, the hospital laboratory estimated that my blood sugars were eight to 10 times higher than normal. Well, all of a sudden, here I am sitting there stressed out trying to, to, to reschedule that webinar. She takes my blood and it was like a 45 degree angle and my blood sugars had started skyrocketing again. 
Pete was literally working and stressing himself into an early grave. And then, sometimes, it just takes an outside observer to wake us up and give us the hard truth. And she says to me, this is a a complete stranger, she says to me, you realize that's what puts you in this hospital bed in the first place. Yeah. And yeah, that well, was the epiphany moment that I, that I needed to hear because I, people well, I gotta ask, I gotta, I'm sorry to cut in, but wh- I got to ask, why, why are you not freaking out about dying? Like you're in the ICU. That's it. Why are you yeah. not freaking out about that first? Because I was ba- basically the way I was wired was that I have to take care of everything else first, uh-huh. either my job or my coworkers or my kids or mm. other family members. Everybody always came first. Yeah. And that was what I was doing. And when she told me that, I realized, oh my gosh, going to your original question, that you know, without your health, nothing else matters. And I realized that I was trading my health for my career. And that is a really bad trade. Yeah. And so you can't win that one. I mean, <laughs> you cannot, you cannot. And um, so I had no choice. I had to, because, you know, I want to be around to, to eventually meet my grandchildren. Right. And, you know, I'm, and if I kept on going the same direction I was going, uh, that was not going to necessarily happen. Yeah. Well, let's talk stress management, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and how you got unwired, I guess. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to, uh, you know, I want to talk, discuss one thing that we all know that we should do. We all know this already. And that's to put down the phone, close the social media app. Mm -hmm. You've got a video out about it and you, uh, and a recent uh, LinkedIn post on detoxing from, from technology In, Mm -hmm. in the post about a month ago, and this is how I know that you walk the walk, not just talk the talk. I, I know that you, you're the real deal. Uh, you, you got a quote about you hibernated your account. And I, I guess yeah. you went on vacation to celebrate your wife's birthday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I mean, you've got a lot of followers. And so, you know, there's this sort of a sense of responsibility to remain consistent. But, you know, you put it away to go spend time with your wife, which is awesome. Tell us why that's important. I mean, other than obviously celebrating her birthday, but more importantly, how we can put the phone down and close the apps. Cause like I said, we know we should yet we still do it. Yeah. Well, you know, the, a great question or a great way to think about it is, you know, now that we're still, you know, coming out of the pandemic, thank goodness. But, you know, before the pandemic, how many times, you know, would you see Mark go to a restaurant and notice people sitting at the at the table and all they're doing is they're not talking to each other they're just sitting on their phones a family right? of four like I a mean, family of four and they're all, and they're all yeah, of them. yeah yeah and so i always wondered about that why are you doing that instead of um you know, making, you know, being present with that other person that's at the table. Mm -hmm. And that's the key is that we need to be present. And, you know, uh, my wife and I, we have this uh, agreement that if we, um, if we don't have the other person's attention, we will wait until we Mm -hmm. have it. So Mm -hmm. in other words, we don't talk 
Yeah. And so then you all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're talking that you hear voice, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden it goes quiet. <laughs> and like, you know, there every now and then we'll see a, you know, a commercial, let's say on TV and it has no sound. And you think immediately, what happened? Did the TV audio break or something? Right. Um, it catches our attention. And so the key is, is to be present. And mm. it's not that we have to put the phone away permanently, but can't, you know, to be able to put it away for the hour, hour and a half that you're going to be at dinner, you would be so surprised you being the, the person who doesn't, hasn't tried this, what a difference the conversation is going to be like. Yeah. And, you know, it's, 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 we get so addicted to our technology and we forget that we're humans first. I spoke with Pete at length about this addiction and about other techniques we might realistically implement to put the phone down, close the laptop, and be more present. One uh, idea in addition to the detoxing that that is um, a, a really good one is an end-of-day anchor. Because mm. um, if we have something that signals to our mind that we are done for the day mm. with work, that we can make that a habit, then we can make the mental transition to our personal life. And so for me, um, I work out of the house. And so, uh, and my wife, she works at the local hospital. And um, so she, you know, especially with COVID, because she's in the lab, um, she's been working a lot of hours and it's been very stressful. When I hear the garage door opening, that is my signal, my end of day anchor right. to finish up the last email I'm working on or whatever it is, wrap that up and shut it down because it's time to be present. That's, and that's, so, yeah, that's funny. Cause I, where I live here in Japan, I, um, uh, it's a somewhat, it, it is not somewhat, it is a rural area, <laughs> but I live across from a, a <laughs> the street from this sort of speaker that it goes off at three times a day. It goes off mm-hmm. at 6 a.m. and it goes off at noon, letting everyone know it's lunchtime. And it, uh, it goes off at 5 p.m. And when that sucker goes off at 5, and I, because it's across the street, I can hear it loud and clear. And when it, uh, it's just like a 20 second chime that goes off every day. And uh, when that goes off at 5, I'm like, it's quitting time. Like, I just, I, you know, I'm not doing, unless I'm really in, say, like doing some work on the podcast or something. And even then, I don't push it much further. I'm like, that bell went off. I'm done. It's time to spend time with my wife. It's time to have dinner, you know, and I just, you know, I got to focus on other stuff. I love that. It kind of reminds me of the old Fred Flintstone uh, intro. If you remember that out, the quitting time. I'm like Fred. I'm like, you know, sliding through and it's over. Well, I've heard you as a guest on some other podcasts uh, discuss quick and easy stress relief ideas other than detoxing from technology what else you got for us? What's a universal tip, um, a technique that, that all of us can apply? Oh, this one, one of my favorite. I'll walk you right through it because it only takes a minute. So it's, uh, it's called visualization. And uh, basically, what I'd like you to do is close your eyes and take a deep breath in. And I'd like you to go in your mind to a place you like to relax. Maybe it's the beach, maybe it's a lake, maybe it's a park, 
Maybe it's your backyard. Maybe, maybe it's the spa. Wherever it is, go there now and take in all of your senses. So what do you feel? Do you feel the sun on your face? Maybe the sand or the grass under your feet? What do you smell? Do you smell the fresh air? Maybe the lotion from the spa? What do you hear? Do you hear the wind blowing through the trees? Maybe the water splashing on shore? What do you see? Do you see the blue sky? Maybe the green of the trees or the grass? Whatever it is, take it all in and then take another deep breath in and open your eyes. Hmm. How's that go. feel? That was great. I actually yeah. could, I could feel the, I, I have a spot that, in mind when, as soon as you mentioned it. And so I mentally put myself there and it was as if I could feel like a nice breeze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Well, and that's why I, I said to take in all of your senses, because if you incorporate visualizing your senses and mm-hmm. using your imagination as part of that, that makes it more real. And it's all about grounding yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, and we can do that at any place. Um, you know, obviously you wouldn't want to do that while you're driving while down you're driving. the road or a highway, but think about, let's say that, um, You've just pulled up in front of uh, a building where you have to make an important sales call, or maybe you're going to interview in that location and you're a little bit nervous. This is a great exercise to do that. And, you know, if uh, you're working in an office with others, this is something where you can do it at your desk. Mm. Again, it only takes one minute. I know people who have actually done it in a bathroom stall sure. <laughs> you know, it's just you do it wherever you can but that yeah. it, it, it it's a very easy one that anyone can do and yeah. everybody has a place that they you know it, that they like you know yeah. whatever that is and um you know that's that that's where you want to imagine yourself uh so that you can yeah. you can feel you know feel more calm and uh and yeah. relaxed yeah, in essence, you're just going through a kind of guided meditation in your mind. Correct. Right. Correct. Um, yeah, a, a brief funny story about don't do it in the car. Uh, years ago, I was I was driving from California uh, to my home state of Alabama, and I mm-hmm. uh, so I'm driving across country, and so I was listening to a bunch of audiobooks, and I had one. For, I don't know if you're familiar with John Cabot Zinn, but he uh, he is sort of one of the early proponents. Uh, I don't know if founders, but you know of um, mindfulness, this buzzword we hear so much these days, you know, there was a study done, I think at Boston University back in the 70s, he was a part of the, you know, kind of groundbreaking studies that were about this. Anyway, he had a book, I'm listening to this mindfulness audiobook driving, you know, and uh, I know you're on the West Coast, you've probably been all over the country, you know, there's a lot of desert roadway, oh, yeah. and I'm sitting here driving, listening to this mindfulness thing, and, uh, you know, I had to pull off the road, I'm like, man, I'm about to... <laughs> Pass out here. <laughs> I was getting so, I almost, <laughs> so in the zone. <laughs> I almost did the same thing once too. It's it, it can it can happen. Well, at the end of each episode, I do a little segment called Five Minutes Zen," and um, and uh, believe it or not, something happened to me 
right before we we started talking right before this interview that it gave me the fir- the perfect question to ask you so before this interview i got super frustrated with somebody on social media and i'm di- disappointed in myself actually because i am usually pretty calm about you know uh stuff these days and i just ignore it i mean i I have a podcast with Zen in the title for goodness sakes. Uh, I wasn't very Zen. <laughs> Somebody pissed me off. Uh, I am human after all. Um, what stress reliever should I have applied when that happened? What can we all do when we're cruising along and everything's fine? And then some jackass cajoles us into a fruitless debate. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't have gotten into the debate in the first place, honestly. But what's done is done. It happened. What can I do at that point after it's too late? I've already engaged in the debate. You know, this could be a road rage thing too that happens to people. You're cruising along, everything's fine. What can we do then to relieve our stress? Yeah, so that's a it's a it's a really good question because it can happen in any particular um, situation, as as you mentioned, Mark. And one thing that comes to my mind is this um, uh, interesting technique called stop. And that's the acronym for it. And uh, the S in STOP does stand for STOP. Okay, STOP. That's easy to remember. All right. And basically what you want to do is get yourself away from the situation. Okay. Mm. And what you want to do is um, you take yourself away. So that's the T. You take yourself away from the, the situation. And then you go like, say, for example, uh, somebody at work has frustrated you. You might be able to take yourself away for go for a walk or go into the bathroom, someplace where you're by yourself mm-hmm. because you need to clear your mind. And then what you want to do is you want to observe what you're feeling. Okay. What is it that was provoked inside of you? Because the reality is, um, that it wasn't necessarily that particular thing that that particular person said that was the root cause of whatever got you upset. Hmm. There was probably something else to it. Um, I know this, uh, this episode is, is airing in April, but uh, I'm sure people are going to remember um, Will Smith on this the Oscars. This is what it had to exactly. do with. Yes. Okay. So, and that's the was thing. About he could that. have used. He could have used this. This. This thing. You know. Observe it. There. Obviously, him going up there with Chris Rock. It wasn't just that joke. There's right. something else going something on there. Going on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you observe it, and you take. You know. Notice what is it that you're feeling, etc. Just take inventory of yourself. It it Mm -hmm. doesn't take long. It takes just a few minutes in there. And then the P is to proceed back to what I like to call the scene of the crime, wherever (laughs) it first uh, happened with a clearer mind so that you don't go there and slap somebody like, (laughs) you know, like what happened and be embarrassed, you know, and and now there's the outrage about that. You, you, you can have a calmer, calmer mind about it. And so I would consider the stop technique. It's another one that's on my, uh, uh, on my uh, blog. I love it. Stop. Uh, Take yourself out of the situation, observe what's going on and then proceed back to, the, the scene of the crime. <laughs> exactly. Once yeah. you're ready, once yeah. you're ready, once, once you're, you're ready. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny that you brought that up because that's what it was about. And I, I won't relive the whole debate, but you know, someone had was, was on Will Smith's side and I, and I'm, I, again, I'm not trying to re-energize the debate here, but I had just brought up that like, you know, if someone says something disrespectful, of course I might want to hit somebody, but violence is not the answer, you know, right. and, and don't, well, 
the person and I, and I had used the word, I said, you know, that's what children do. I don't like what you're saying. So I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hurt you. And, you know, as an adult, we shouldn't do that. And then the person had, you know, made a sort of straw man argument where they're like, well, don't bring kids into this. I'm like, I'm not bringing kids into this. I'm saying it's childish to act that way. Anyway, I see I'm still worked up. I got, I got to stop. I got to <laughs> take myself out. I got to observe what's going on. I'll, I'll come back to this. But, well, and there's, and there's, there's one other thing too, with that particular person in particular, um, there's a, uh, a technique that, um, that I, I have a recording linked off of uh, one of my blog posts uh, called Ho'oponopono. And it's another Hawaiian um, uh, technique. And it's a forgiveness exercise. Mm. And you do it in your mind, you forgive that other person. Mm. And so uh, that might be something um, that uh, you want to go ahead and take a look at. I'm going to look um, it up after this versus, interview. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Because it is, um, it's, a, uh, it's a wonderful exercise and it helps um, you to let go of whatever it is inside of you that um, is festering. Mm. And it's amazing how forgiving the other person can release that tension. Hmm. I like it. So, uh, well, what do you got going on lately? Uh, you mentioned the blog um, and I've mentioned the book. Well, I'll put links of that stuff in the show notes. Where, uh, where can people find you on social media? Where can they buy the book? Sure. So, um, Probably uh, LinkedIn is the best place to find me, uh, Professor Pete Alexander. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Um, feel free to reach out to me there. Uh, those are the two I'm most active with. And uh, as far as the book, they can find it on Amazon. They can come to um, my website at PeteAlexander.com okay. and uh, find the book there. Um, and uh, if, you know, I can uh, mail it if it's in the U.S. I can mail it to them directly with a, as a signed copy if they decide they want to uh, to order one. Uh, directly from me. So look me up there. The blog is is there too with uh, a whole bunch of different suggestions and videos as well. Nice. That's all at PeteAlexander.com, correct? That's correct. Okay. I'll, I'll put that stuff in the uh, the notes. So uh, folks, after you buy Lighten Your Day, Fast, Easy, and Effective Stress Relief, uh, first do that. Then if you got three bucks left over, which is nothing, you can help this show out by going to patreon.com slash sandsandwich. And when you do that, I will mail you a postcard on washi. That's traditional Japanese paper that my wife and I make uh, here in Japan. That's what we do for a living. And I will, uh, I'll send you that postcard to wherever you are in the world. And I'll give you a shout out on the show like I did uh, uh, Rosemary at the beginning here. Uh, Professor Pete, uh, I'll send you a postcard if uh, after we get off, off air here. If I can get an address for you, I'll, I'll send you one just you know for a thank you. Sure. Uh, thank you. All right. It's, uh, it's been enlightening. I, I really appreciate your time. Well, I appreciate your time too, Mark, and I really greatly appreciate uh, the listener's time as well. <laughs>